ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to another time of Straight from the Bible. We're so glad that you have joined us today. And as always, we're going to begin our program with prayer. And so let's invite God to be with us. Lord in heaven, we are so grateful that here on this program where we read the Bible, that the very author of the book, this sacred book, can be with us. We invite him into our hearts, send your spirit into our minds, so that all of our answers will come from the Bible and from you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness, and with me today is Pastor Masik, and I see that we also have Brother Matt Dodd, Elder Matt Dodd is here with us as well. And um, yeah, so here we are today to begin a new program. And Pastor Lewis is going to make an announcement. <laughs> I have you already announced it to our listening audience? I believe I mentioned it last okay, Monday. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I may do that for those who are tuning in for the first time. Uh, this program, this Straight from the Bible program, began by Pastor Louis Torres 10 years ago, and I was his co host at the time. And I've been hosting and co hosting with uh, different uh, people, Pastor Masik, to my wife, Jessica Moffinus, usually. But after 10 years, it's time for me to uh, step aside and let uh, Pastor Masik to be the host because I will, this is my last straight from the Bible today. Uh, I will be leaving the island, mm -hmm. but not, I will continue praying for the island as well. And especially for this program, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a highlight of my week. <laughs> Amen. So you're going yes. to work on pursuing a master's degree. That is, that is correct. Right. There's a very, very special master's that's awaiting me in Weimar University in California. Wonderful. And I am very, very excited to improve myself for the Lord's service. Amen. Right. So when I came to Guam in 1997, um, you were already involved a little bit in radio ministry. You'd come in each week and you would record a, a short, short devotional program. Um, you said it, the name was Morning Manna. I didn't Morning remember Manna. that until you said that a, lot, a few weeks back. At first, <laughs> it was prayer and praise, and okay. then it, uh, and then I started a different one named Morning Manna. Nice. And so, yes, uh, I bl I was enjoying radio ministry back then. And that was 1996 that you began that, right? Yes, just about okay. either 96 or 97, and um, yeah. But uh, when Torres wanted a live program. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, that is a different thing because <laughs> we're going to be talking to people. And I I got to say, it's a wonderful program uh, listening to uh, listening to preach. I'm sorry, questions from people who are listening. And we've had wonderful questions and we've had it's just we just rejoice that God's word brings the answers. Amen. Amen. And we uplift Jesus Christ in everything we do. It's wonderful. Amen. Well, there have been a lot of co-hosts, but you have been you've been the pretty much constant in the program all these years. Indeed. Um, and we just appreciate you uh, coming in faithfully and sharing uh, the word of God and just blessing the people, the Marianas, uh, your um, people may 
know a little bit about you or may not. You were born and raised in Guam. Um, That's true. You have a funny saying. Can you just share that over there? I bet you've never done that before. Um, you call yourself something <laughs> yeah, that's right, unique. Yeah. <laughs> well, biologically, I am um, a one-half Puerto Rican and, uh, and then one-fourth Chamorro and one-fourth Filipino. Uh, from both sides of my mom and dad's family. And so when people ask me who I am, I say, well, I'm a ch- Porter Chilipino, <laughs> which, which sounds delicious. But, <laughs> but the, the most important thing is whatever my blood is, by the blood of Jesus, Amen. I'm a son of God. Amen. And that's, that's my true nationality, really. <laughs> Amen. That's Amen. what I, I want to be. I want to be his son. Amen. Amen. We appreciate Jessica, your wife also. She's yes, been indeed. your co-host for... Off and on for a long time. A long time. You've also yes. recruited your brother-in-law to come in. That's for right. This many times, and we appreciate him as well. Yeah. And Pastor Masik might have an idea there pop into his mind to invite yeah. him to co-host from time to time. Well, um, I guess what I'm trying to demonstrate by inviting all those different people is that, well, the Word of God is open to everybody. Absolutely. Amen. And finding answers doesn't necessarily uh, lie within a, a degree to be a pastor. But a person who is able to open the scriptures, see the messages, connect the dots to, uh, to bring out the truths of the scriptures, um, I, I, I want to say that uh, anyone can do it, um, but you know, God gives spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. God gives spiritual mm-hmm. gifts Amen. so that people can open the scriptures and explain it. And I, I look for people with those gifts, and I believe the new host, Pastor mm-hmm. Masik, is one of those people who has those special talents that God has given him to uh, read the Word of God and give it to the people in a very clear way. Amen. Yes. And we're happy to welcome Pastor Masik. He has been pastoring here on Guam for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly how long. Um, we first met, I guess, in Palau. Is that <laughs> we right? did. We did yeah. meet in Palau many, many, many moons ago. And uh, I, you know, I've always heard of Joy FM, and I've seen the bumper sticker when you guys used to have back then. And uh, never did I imagine that one day, you know, I'd, I'd be a part of it. So, you know, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Pastor Moffins. We appreciate your willingness to, to step in and and uh, fill Pastor Moffness' shoes, and we'll chill the studio down for you in advance so <laughs> that you don't sweat. Thank you. <laughs> I love the aircon. <laughs> so. Well, we'd just like to offer a prayer, and we hope for those of you listening that you can just pray along with us for the Moffness family as they start a, a new venture in their lives. If you would just join us now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these many years, and we thank you, Father, for those who have been touched and blessed and encouraged as They've heard your word proclaimed and um, amplified and explained here on Straight from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we just uh, thank you for Pastor Moffness and Jessica's faithfulness. And Father, we just pray for that you'd be with them on their new this new step in their journey, that you would just guide and bless them and protect them and um, just um, um, encourage them as they grow and and their ministry potential, Father. Thank you, and we just pray for Pastor Masik as he carries on the torch, that you would just bless and inspire him as well, and Mm -hmm. um, whoever will co-host with him as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. We just praise you and give you the glory, and we look for a green reunion in heaven with with our hosts and with with our listeners, Father. May you just continue to prepare our hearts and help us, Father, to be faithful to you, and we just praise your name. Look forward to that grand reunion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Elder Matt. I'm very, very glad for that prayer. It's wonderful. 
All right. And so as we go into today's program, we would like to thank each and every one of you for joining in. And as we open the scriptures, we hope that you pick up your phones and dial these numbers if you are dialing from Guam, 472-1111, 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam. If you are calling from Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, then those beautiful islands may dial 323-1113, 323-1113. And you may text us on WhatsApp, and it's free from the CNMI, 671-686-9999. Once more, that's 671-686-quadruple-9. Now, you may email your question in if you wish to do so. Here's the address, bible at joyfmradio.net. Once again, that's bible at joyfmradio.net. Or you may go to Facebook and find us there at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. And if you go there, you're going to uh, go to the live stream. And there on the live stream where you see the video of Pastor Masik tonight, you may go to the comments section, leave your question there. We'll see it immediately and strive to find a Bible answer for you. And so please, uh, this being my last time, I want a ton of questions to come pouring in. (laughs) And so please dial those numbers that uh, we just mentioned, and we'll be waiting for your call. All right. Well, Pastor Masik, while we're waiting for our wonderful listeners to call in, we do have one question that has come in through email. And it reads this way. A listener is asking, does the temple need to be rebuilt before Jesus returns. Mm. Okay, now I have seen books and I understand that there are films that are um, that are made where it, mm-hmm. may, it makes it seem as if people are expecting the temple to be rebuilt in Jerusalem mm-hmm. on, the, on the Mount of Olives, not, right. not the Mount of Olives, the, mean, the Temple Mount, the, the temple mount. Um, which was destroyed back in AD 70, but and people are expecting that temple to be rebuilt. Yes. Uh, and I believe, I think, it's because of a particular verse that we see in Second Thessalonians two. And in Second Thessalonians two, there are many Bible readers who go to this verse and they wonder if um, something is being foretold here in the book of. I'm sorry, did I say Second Thessalonians? Mm-hmm. Okay, chapter two. And if I'm not mistaken, you can find it in verse 4. Could yes. You, would you mind reading that for us? Yes, and it reads in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. And it reads, Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. I see. So in this... We see that there is, uh, by the way, verse 3 uh, mentions that this is the man of sin, mm-hmm. yes. which I suppose is another way of saying the Antichrist, yes. the man of perdition, mm-hmm. the little horn, the beast power. Yes. That's all, all the same identity. So it does sound as if the Antichrist is going to sit in the temple of God. And so many people reason, well, then there must be a temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, the temple sh- must be rebuilt yeah. in order for the Antichrist to go and sit there in Jerusalem and be worshipped as mm-hmm. God in God's temple. Mm-hmm. Now, that's an interesting way of uh, looking at it. 
However, I think it's mis- um, there's a mistake being made. Mm, how so, Pastor? Well, um, first of all, the scriptures does tell us that uh, there is no need to build a temple mm-hmm. uh, because the temple is already here. <laughs> mm. And people are wondering, well, where, where is it? And, you know, on on the Dome of the Rock, there's <laughs> a there's a there's a Muslim uh, mosque. Yes. And there's no Jewish temple there. Yes. Well, that's true. There is no Jewish temple there, but we do know that in the scriptures there is a temple that exists. You go to the book of First Thessalonians, chapter um, chapter six, and reading verse nineteen, and let's see what it says there. Okay, let's go there. Mm-hmm. And would you like to read that for us? Sure, I'll be happy to. First Corinthians chapter six nineteen. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own? Hmm. So it says here that, first of all, it's pointing towards believers. Mm -hmm. And the Apostle Paul says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So where is the temple? um, uh, Where is the temple? What's the location? It's not in Jerusalem. No, it's, uh, not. Per, uh, it's not exclusively in Jerusalem. Yes. But where does the Bible direct us? It directs us, you know, back to us. <laughs> That's right. It's talking about God's people. Exactly. And these, um, this is a very important thing to know: is that God's church is referred to in the Scriptures, especially in the epistles, how we are called the temple of God, that God dwells in us. Mm. And when believers have Jesus dwelling in them, then yes, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And there are other verses, and I think that you could probably help me find a few of those, um, where in, um, I believe you might find it in the book of 2 Corinthians, but I'm trying to take a good look here. Um, In the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians 2.21 uh, is another verse. Okay, Ephesians 2.21, and it reads, let's see. Ephesians 2.21, In whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. So again, this is referring to the believers mm-hmm. and saying that when we are united and fit and fitting together, then we are growing into the temple of the Lord. Amen. So you see, there's no real reason for there to be a temple in Jerusalem for the Antichrist to uh, sit in because the Bible was referring to believers all the, uh, the whole time. So what we have is not the Antichrist sitting in a Jewish building made of stone, mm-hmm. but instead the Antichrist will endeavor to sit in the church. Wow. And I don't know about you, but that that uh, that not only raises an eyebrow, but uh, that is a very strong mm-hmm. uh, word of caution. Yes. That the Antichrist, he is seeking to sit in the church and have people worship him mm-hmm. in the church as God. As if he was God. Wow. wow. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. And I just want to go, go to a text that kind of uh, supports what you just said. And this is the John chapter 4 with the woman at the well uh, yes. meeting Jesus. Mm. And, of course, there was this um, 
kind of a rivalry between the Samaritans and the Jews. And so the Samaritans had built a rival temple. Mm, yes. And so it was always in contention. Very true. Sorry about that. It was so always in contention that whose temple was more legitimate than the other. Right. And uh, Jesus then says in uh, John chapter 4, verse uh, 21, and he says to the woman, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Hmm. And so, as you said, it, it's no longer about a locality or location. Right. It becomes, uh, you know, the human heart. Uh, it's not so much the physical place. It's the uh, uh, the character. We become then the, the place where he would dwell in. Yes. That is, a, that is, thank you very much for bringing that out, that um, God, Jesus was talking about, you know, uh, tr- worshipers that mm-hmm. worship him in spirit and in, in truth. truth. Yes. That's right. Now, one thing that, uh, that many people misunderstand, um, a temple or a sanctuary, when Moses built it, it was called a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. When Solomon built it, it was a temple. Um, what is a temple for? Mm-hmm. Many people make a mistake that it's simply a place of worship. Which isn't true. Mm. I mean, there were synagogues that where they worshipped every yeah. Sabbath, but a temple or a sanctuary had a very specific purpose. It had a very spe- specific um, role mm-hmm. to play, and it wasn't just prayer and singing and worship, but it was every day a place for sacrifice. Oh, I see. And the priesthood ministry. Mm-hmm. And so every day they would come and they would bring, um, if you were poor, it was a lamb. If you were a a little bit more wealthy, it would be an ox. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a place of sacrifice. There was in the the temple, in the sanctuary, there was an altar of burnt sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And within there were other things that everything had to do with sacrifice. Now, let's just say that a temple does get erected in Jerusalem. And people come and they bring their lambs mm-hmm. and they bring their their sacrifices. And and then there would be a priest or a mm-hmm. priesthood. So my, the question that is very important to answer is, if people are bringing sacrifices to that temple, if people are going to a priest in that temple, high priest, other priests, could that be called the temple of God? Mm. I would like to point out in the scriptures that such a building, such sacrifices, and such a priesthood could not possibly, biblically, mm-hmm. be called a temple of God. And why is that, Pastor? Well, the reason is, is because in the book of First Peter, mm-hmm. chapter 1, um, it talks about the, uh, chapter 1 and reading verse 19, uh, maybe 18 and 19. Oh, yes. These are two of my favorite passages. Mm, Yes. Could you read that for us? Yes, please. I'd love to. And it says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. When Jesus Christ shed his blood, the Bible refers to him as a lamb that shed his blood without blemish, without spot. Exactly. So he is the sacrifice for sin. Mm-hmm. So if I go to a temple in Jerusalem and I bring a sacrifice, that would be a denial mm. <laughs> of the sacrifice that Jesus has already provided. That's right. We no longer put our faith in 
in animal sacrifices the way they did in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. looking forward to the Messiah. Yes. But since the the substance has come to meet its shadow, now we put our our um, our faith not in animal blood, but in the true Messiah's blood. Amen. And so, no temple on earth could satisfy, um, and it would be a denial of the the requirement of faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it would take faith away from Jesus mm-hmm. and any priesthood here on earth uh, that we look to to intercede for us would take would take focus away from the intercession that Jesus, our high priest in heaven, wow. um, is is uh, is offering. You know, um, uh, is there anything else that you would like no, to add? To I was just going to say that makes very very clear sense because, uh, as you said earlier. Uh, it would be like it would be like going backwards, right? And you 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 use the word deny, and you would really would be denying uh, what Jesus did, what yes. His power did, mm-hmm. and the animal sacrifices they pointed to Jesus that was coming, right? And so if you then return back t- to the sacrifices, you really are putting the car in, in reverse and just that's going right, backwards. that's yeah. right. And you know it, anything that takes our eyes off of Christ and onto something else has got to be the 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 <laughs> The, the, the most crafty deception yes. the devil will have. Absolutely. But the thing is, is that the Jews no longer have any reason to build, uh, mm-hmm. build a temple there mm-hmm. anyways. There was this one time where, I don't know why, but it, it was, uh, I would like to say about 10 years, no, more than 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, <laughs> I was for some reason searching the, the internet. It was when the internet was actually still kind of new. And there was this one particular website. I'm not sure if it still exists. It's called Ask a Rabbi. Mm-hmm. Ask a Rabbi. I was wow. like, oh, boy, here I go. And so I asked, you know, and I looked at all the sample questions they have. Mm-hmm. You know, can you turn a light on on the Sabbath? Things like that. And um, my question was simple. I said, why have the Jews stopped uh, sacrificing lambs mm-hmm. and bullocks and things like that? When Moses clearly said and commands to do it, yes, and of course God commanded it to do it. so. What is their? Re- what is your reason as Jews not to offer sacrifices mm-hmm. anymore? And uh, I knew uh, in asking this, I knew that they're not going to say anything about Jesus yes. because you know they don't have that uh, teaching or yes. belief. So I wanted to see what they were going to say. And they said, allow two weeks for an answer. I got mine in 10 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they, they asked, they, um, they responded, and I'm so thankful that they did. They said, and this, I still remember what it said. It said, 2,000 years ago. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. <laughs> 2,000 yes. years ago. Now, isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> 2,000 years ago, the Jews believed that God is more um, pleased with prayers than the death of an animal. Mm-hmm. And so they've basically, th- that is their explanation of a shift in theology, yes, a shift yes, in teaching. Yes. And I was thankful for the answer. And yeah. I wrote back and I said, well, um, I thank you very much for the answer, but could you please elaborate a little more? I mean, it's interesting that for generations since Moses, actually even before Moses, since Abraham, animal sacrifices was part of the entire Jewish economy and culture and religion. And then for an entire nation to just say, 
no, we're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. When it's commanded by God, commanded by Moses, practiced through generations, how could it just be tossed aside so quickly and That's so right. without, without a, a real um, substantial explanation? I never got an answer for that question. But but what I did learn from that is that the Jews have adjusted their their theology where there is no need for exactly. a temple because yes. there are, there is no need for sacrifices yes. in their teachings. Mm-hmm. And so, again, once more, a temple being built in Jerusalem, it's not needed by Christians because mm-hmm. we are the temple. Yes, it's not needed by the Jews because mm-hmm. they don't believe that they need a temple anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, any temple... Uh, that is built over there would be a denial of what Jesus has already yeah, accomplished for us very clear. on the cross and in heaven. That's a very clear pastor. Right. Thank you. Yes. And I think uh, I that, that, that was a long answer. No, I loved it. It was perfect. <laughs> okay. So yeah. there's another question that has come here, and uh, this is from Amani. Amani, very glad that you have... Um, that you're listening and that you sent in a question. Here's Amani's question. When Jesus says we will be together forever, how long is forever? How long is forever? That's a good question. Pastor Masih, please take that because I don't think my brain's big enough for this. You know, <laughs> well, when Jesus says we'll be together forever, how long is forever? So I'm assuming this is when we're all in heaven together. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and we, we know, come down to earth and everything is, you know, sin has been obliterated. Well, that's a great question, Amani. Well, first of all, the word forever in the Bible, um, depending on how it's used, simply means uh, until my life shall last Mm. or until, you know, the world shall last. I'll give an example. Uh, If if a man and a woman, they get married, uh, they'll say, you know, I will love you and I'll commit to you forever. Now, does that mean that they will actually live forever being committed to one another? Mm. And the answer is no. And so... Uh, that what they mean by that is I'm going to love you until the day that I die. Wow. Now, being with Jesus, <laughs> when there is no more death, when there is nothing hind- hindering us from keeping that promise for all of eternity, wow. how long is forever, my dear friend? Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a song goes, forever is a long, long, long time. Long, time. That's right. And, uh, you know, and I think that's the, the, the beautiful blessing of it because... I don't know, Pastor Mondas, but if I'm going to finally, you know, see Jesus face to face and love him and be with him, I don't ever want to ever let let him go. I want to be there with him forever. (laughs) That's right. And God has given us the opportunity to do do just that, and that is by giving us the beautiful gift of salvation. Amen to that. Amen. I I couldn't have put it better. Um, you know, I think the problem might be is that we are just so accustomed to death and decay here. Yes. And the concept of forever, because we only live max, mm-hmm. maybe 100 nowadays, mm-hmm. and that's if you're eating really healthy. <laughs> um, we are we just can't fathom anything past a century in our experience. And that's actually unfortunate because God created us to go way past that. To live forever, yes. To live forever. Absolutely. I believe there's a verse in the, in the book of Genesis chapter 3 yes. where um, God made plans for Adam and Eve to leave the garden. Yes. And he, he had a tree. Mm-hmm. And that tree um, was called the tree of life. And he, told, he said that man, uh, what, what does it say there? Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, about uh, that they should leave the garden because, 
is this man oh, yes. has become like one of us. Let me see. Let me try to find the text. And that's referring to the text where a man has become like one of us, knowing good and good evil. And, yeah. Less And uh, lest he t put out his hand and take from the tree of life. Mm -hmm. And so... And yep. uh, 22, it, it okay, says in Genesis three twenty-two, mm -hmm. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So you see, that was God's plan for us to live forever, not with sin. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But our bodies were supposed to go on and on. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> well, Amani, I think, I think uh, the, simplest, the simplest answer is how long is forever? There is no measuring it. Yes. You're going to have a life that measures with God's yes. life. <laughs> and you're going to enjoy every moment of it. There's no measure. Okay. Well, as you can hear from the music, we have exhausted our first half, mm -hmm. which means we're going to take a break. We are not finished. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. There's a reason you pray. Sure, prayer's about a relationship with God, but there was a reason long before you were convinced He could be trusted. You might pray because you want or need something, but that too is not why you prayed the first time. You needed rescue, and that was a prayer that changed your world. But when you prayed for the first time, there was another reason. This reason is something you probably haven't even thought of. The very first time you prayed, you may have been uncertain. You probably felt awkward. But the reason you prayed the very first time was because you felt alone. You wanted to know you weren't. Whether you realized it or not, that prayer was an invitation for God to step into your alone moments and bring His love, shine His light, and share His plans for you. Maybe you've never prayed before. Wait through those awkward moments and introduce yourself to God. Let Him introduce Himself to you. Just pray. Joy FM. Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. And welcome back to Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Masit Inong and Pastor Lewis Muffness. We've been having a wonderful time answering your questions. Please keep them coming. And if you would like to phone in your Bible question, please call us. If you're here in Guam, call us at 472-1111. Uh, That's 472-1111. And if you are from the beautiful islands of the CNMI, you can call us at 323 1113. That's 323 1113. Or you can text your WhatsApp us on the number 671 686 9999. That's 671 686 9999. Or if you would like to email us directly uh, your Bible questions, you can email us directly to Bible at joyfmradio.net. That's B I B L E at joyfmradio.net. Uh, .net, or go straight to our Facebook page, Joy FM Radio, of uh, Joy FM Radio. I'm sorry, Facebook.com forward slash Joy FM Radio, and uh, go ahead and write your question down in the comments section. 
Great to be back, Pastor Moffness. Yes, a lot of wonderful is. questions coming in. Last 30 minutes of my time here. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to so, love you. <laughs> well, uh, we do have some questions, and because so many questions are coming in, delightfully so, mm-hmm. I would just like to just uh, jump into it. And the other, the one question that's come to us is a question about sashimi. Mm-hmm. And so is sashimi a... Uh, how do you pronounce it? I say sash- sashimi. So I've heard people say sashimi. Yeah, <laughs> I say sashimi. My wife says sashimi. Yeah. It, it uh, either yeah. or potato, potato. <laughs> I guess so. But is that a clean food? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Now I just did a quick search. Typically, sashimi is tuna and salmon. Yes, both of which are clean fish. Um, but it, n- it is not necessarily those fish. No, not always. Mm. You have different kinds of, uh, you know, different kinds of uh, sashimi. You have, mm. uh, uh, and they can even roll it in any way, mm. any, any kind of seafood really. Right. Uh, whether it's eaten raw, it could be right. octopus, could be anything. So basically what makes sashimi, uh, sashimi is that it's raw. Yes, yes. And that presents a problem about uh, whether or not there's still blood in it. Yes, And yes. blood can make something um, an inedible in God's. He, he, he plainly says, you shall not eat of the blood. Yes, exactly. And this is back in Genesis uh, when Noah came out of the, the ark. And so... Uh, personally, I would stay away from anything that has blood. There are just so many ways of contracting parasites and diseases yes. through uh, bloodborne pathogens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, if you're not even sure if it's octopus or whatever, <laughs> or in some other unclean seafood. Um, well, personally, I'm a vegetarian, so mm-hmm. I never have to worry about this. You are too, I think. Yeah. Yes, I am. And yeah. so this is a. I would I would be very I would steer clear of raw meat mm-hmm. uh, because of the blood that is present. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I would do the same. You know, I did eat sashimi mm-hmm. in the past. There were some that didn't seem to have a lot of blood in it, and you can almost kind of drain it out. But I, it would be the same. Maybe once upon a time, right? Uh, it was safe, but like as you said, with all the things in the water and uh, it becoming more of a business, uh, and uh, you know things being handled differently. Uh, it would be. It would be. It would. It would better to. It would be better to err on the side of caution. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, there's another um, question that has come in, and that uh, is. Let me bring it up here. It was from Facebook. In the Old Testament, did the practice of animal sacrifices, circumcision, and feasts offer salvation? Wonderful question. That is a good question. Oh, right. Now, the thing about the animal sacrifices and the priesthood circumcision mm-hmm. and all those feasts, the feasts were basically different ways of, of uh, having the sacrifices. They all had different meanings. But um, there, there, are, there is a, a verse in Scripture. If you take a look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4. Mm-hmm. and um, Hebrews he- 10, verse 10, 4. Verse 4. Would you mind reading it? Yes, and it says... Yeah. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So that That's makes very clear. it very clear mm-hmm. that uh, back in the Old Testament, they were not sa- they were not saved by those rituals, including circumcision and other things. So what did save them? Exactly. I was going to pivot to that question. If yeah. not then, then why did God require it? Mm. And what did save them then? That's right. Many people uh, mistakenly believe that in the Old Testament, people were saved differently than mm-hmm. the new. Mm. Um, I would like to point out that every one of those 
um, sacrifices pointed to Christ. I, I believe it. Amen. He was the Lamb of God. We touched that mm-hmm. in the first half of, this, of today's program. <clears throat> Which tells us then that both Old Testament and New Testament, people before Christ and people who lived after Christ, mm-hmm. we are all saved by looking at the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, because we live after Christ, we don't need the sacrifices because we know what happened. We, exactly. we, we have the real thing. We look backward to it. But in the Old Testament, they didn't have this privilege mm-hmm. of... of uh, of uh, seeing and experiencing the life of Jesus in history. And so they, every time they sacrifice and also circumcision, uh, meant the cutting away of flesh Mm -hmm. and a covenant with God, all of these pointed forward to Jesus and salvation. So we are all saved by the same person and in the same way through faith. Amen. But to answer the question, no. Uh, Hebrews 10.4 tells us, that uh, it, those animals could not save anyone. exactly, and it wasn't the animals or the blood itself. It, remember, it was who the animals and the blood were represented. That's right. They put their faith not in the blood of the animal, but who the animal of the blood represented, right. and that was the the coming Messiah who would shed His blood Amen. for you and I, for you and me. Amen. Okay. Oh, and by the way, the the word feast was added in there. The same. The feasts were basically different uh, reasons for the sacrifices. Yes. And so it's the same thing. Okay, from Facebook, question, will we see God, the Father, in person in heaven? Mm. Good question. <laughs> Wonderful question. I like this one. I like that. Okay. Um, you know, the, the, Jesus said, no man has ever seen the Father at any time. Yes. Um, that is a very, very interesting thing for Jesus to say. He says the, the Son, he declares him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we want to know the Father, then there's only one person who has seen the Father face-to-face in all his glory. And uh, by the way, that's John. Uh, you can find that in John one eighteen. Mm-hmm. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Yes. So there's only one person who has ever seen the Father mm-hmm. in all, you know, yeah, as intimately as possible. And yes. that is Jesus. Yes. And so I guess the question then would be, you think we would ever be able to see him as well? That is a good question. And if I take my, my directions from scriptures, there's another verse. I'm going to search it up here where um, one, of, one of the epistles says that he dwells in uh, light, dwell, un- dwells light, in light unapproachable. Unapproachable. Mm-hmm. unapproachable. And let and, me see if And I as I, you're looking for a pastor, yeah, I, go ahead. I, you know, then another question comes in, why can't we see God? Mm. Well, the book of Isaiah 59 verse 2 says that it is our sins that have hid his face True. Uh, from us. Right. And uh, because of our sinful nature, if we were to see God, we would be uh, consumed and destroyed. That's true. Uh, in, presently, in our, sin, in our sinful state, sinful flesh, and and uh, growing in salvation to Mm -hmm. get rid of more and more sin. That's true. If he were to appear before us in all his glory, we would be consumed. But the question was saying, what about in heaven? Oh, in heaven. And so in heaven, we'll be able to see the Father. Yes, I'd like to know that as well. In 1 Timothy, in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6, verse 16, it says, who only has immortality dwelling in light, which no man can approach unto Mm -hmm whom no man hath seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. And so this is what Jesus meant when he says, no man has seen God um, except the Son. Mm -hmm. And so the Father, he dwells in light, unapproachable. 
And this is the reason why Jesus becomes so important because yes. uh, even, I believe that even to the angels, mm. he revealed the Father. Mm. Um, to all the unfallen worlds, Jesus was the representative of the Father. He was the one who who brought the Father close uh, to all of to all creatures. And so um, Jesus, he sits enthroned beside the Father, Amen. and he reveals the Father to all of his his sinless mm-hmm. creation, which would include uh, which would include us when we finally get to heaven. Yes, indeed. And so that's that's the the picture that I get from the scriptures, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's I think that's where my understanding lies. Sure, I'd like to share one text as well. Sure, yeah. In the book of Revelation, chapter uh, twenty-one, verse twenty-two, it says, "And I saw no temple therein." This is uh, there in the new city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the mm. temple of it. And you know, I think of this of the Old Testament sanctuary, where the you could only get us close to the Shekinah glory, which was the, yes. of, you know, visible manifestation of the, of the of the presence of God, only if the priest uh, and the and the people were completely had all their sins confessed. Yes, and so uh, when we then are finally in glory, mm. and there's no more sin remaining in us, right? And the Lamb is the light of the temple, and uh, the, the, the God is God, the is Father, God also. the Father. That's right. Then uh, you know I and there's nothing keeping me, hmm. you know, from there's no sin in me then to 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 to, to, ha- to hide his face from me. That's right. Uh, then I I I, I could venture to say that yes, we'll be able to run to him and and embrace <laughs> him. I, I would love to do that. If that's a, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the the most important thing is get there. Yes, indeed. <laughs> get there and find out. <laughs> um, you know, the the thing is, the Father loves us Indeed. so much that He gave His Son. He doesn't want any separation. Absolutely. And Jesus brings us close to the Father. Amen. And so He says, "No man comes to the Father except through Me." And so let's come to the Father. Amen. <laughs> we Amen. can do that now, by the way. Yes. We don't have to wait till heaven. And so that's uh, you know so many wonderful things about the relationship between the Father, the Son, and us. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and by the way, the Holy Spirit brings us to Jesus. Absolutely. It all works. It yes. all works. <laughs> okay. Good questions. Good questions. And it looks like we have about fifteen minutes left in our program. And so please continue to send in your questions. So many questions, but. We're not getting any calls. I would love to talk to you. We would like to talk to you. And so uh, why don't you call 472-1111, And the CNMI may dial 323-1113, 323-1113. Visit us on facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio, and we'll see your question as you enter it into the live streams comment section. So go ahead and pick up your phones, please, and call in now i'm seeing uh through the facebook uh feed that there's a whole lot of likes and loves amen <laughs> it's all for you pastor god bless you amen okay so <laughs> it's for it's for god amen amen <laughs> it's for god okay so there is another question that's come through email uh, let me first check to make sure that uh all of our <laughs> other questions I think i think so i think we've taken care of all the ones that have been written to us so let's go to this question here and that is Luke chapter 17 34 to 36 if you could help us uh, by reading that uh, yes. verse Luke Passion chapter Seagull, 17 Luke 17 and we're going to read 34 to 36 and this is 34 to 36 yeah someone's asking us to explain it 
uh, is this about a secret rapture? Sure. Luke chapter Luke chapter 17, 34 through 36, and it reads, I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed, the one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Okay, now there are some people who are wondering, does this sound like a secret rapture? Mm-hmm. Um Actually, if you just look at the um, look at the parable, it doesn't say anything about it being secret. Yes, it just means one is taken and one is left. left yeah. That's right. Now, many people uh, say, "Oh, when they're taken, that means they're taken to heaven," right? When that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. In the in uh, in that very same um, book, it says, uh, "As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be." Uh, actually, it's in Matthew, isn't it? Yeah, Matthew uh, and Luke. Yes, that's yeah, right. That's right. So, and Luke so, seventeen also. Mm-hmm. So it's talking about as it was in the days of Noah, one was one was taken, one was left. Yes. And so where 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 can we go from there, Pastor Masi? Well, if you look at the the way that Jesus is referencing it, um, you know, uh, the he says that the flood came and took them all away. Oh. And so the ones who were taken back in Noah's day weren't the righteous. It wasn't the righteous. It was the ones that the, the, the or the wicked. Oh. So Jesus says uh, the flood came and took them all away. And so if I had to ask you, do you want to be taken or do you want to be left behind? When Knowing Jesus that, I think I want to be left. Exactly. It sounds like those who are left are left alive. Yes, exactly. Not destroyed. No, no, they're not. No, I don't want to be taken. I don't want to be taken either. <laughs> Uh, yes. And Jesus, you know, the disciples came to Jesus and said, where? As in, where are they taken? And Jesus exactly. said, where the eagles or vultures or, mm-hmm. you know, birds of carrion, uh, where the eagles are there, the bodies, the yes. dead bodies will be. Yes. And exactly. so, no, I don't want to be taken there. Exactly. No, 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 not my, that's not, it has nothing to do with the secret rapture. Absolutely. It simply means um, there are two groups and one will be taken to destruction mm-hmm. and the others will be like Noah mm-hmm. left alive absolutely and you know I know some people build a lot of theology on on, on the left behind series mm. uh, the books of that uh, that were written and you know much respect to the authors but when you when you read the book remember the book itself says that this is a novel it's, yes. uh, it's fiction it's fiction it's not uh, it's not real yeah. it's not meant to be taken uh, okay now it looks like we have a caller and uh, this person is anonymous but we'll put we'll put uh, him or her on the air Hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air now. Hello? Oh, dear. Have we lost uh, connection? It seems like I would like to encourage you to call back. We're so sorry. We're so very sorry. Thank you. Okay, so I think we're trying to get that caller back. <laughs> okay, so what, oh, and the, the question has a follow-up question. Why are there two men in one bed anyways? Oh, yes, yes. And, uh, well, the truth is, back then, um, cold nights, it, it helps to keep warm mm-hmm. by sleeping together. It doesn't mean anything inappropriate yes. or anything um, uh, that could even be considered sinful. Yes. It's simply, back then, they did that. Mm-hmm. And I think in, even in today's uh, world, in different oh, yes. cultures, you know, it's it's not taboo for yeah. two guys to sleep together. Absolutely. I mean, it could be father, son, or brother, and brother. Absolutely. So no problem. I mean, and I used to sleep with my brother. Yeah. So, same here. <laughs> in, in the same bed. And back then, you know, people didn't have individual rooms and beds uh, mm, as they do right. today. 
everybody slept in one really one main room. That's right. And uh, really not not windows at all either. So right. okay, we have the caller back. Yes, and uh, we'll put this person on the air. Hello, welcome to Straight from the Bible. You're on the air now. Hello. Hello, hello. hello. Thank you for calling. And do you have a question for us? Um, I want to say thank you, Pastor Moffness, for um, answering my questions to learn more about the Bible. Amen. I'm going to take a guess. Would this be Amani? No? No. Okay. Then whoever you are, I'm sorry, I made that mistake. Whoever you are, um, uh, dear sister, thank you very much. I'm glad you're listening. Amen. And I'm glad you sent in your questions. And I certainly Thank hope you that so much. you're welcome. You're so very welcome. God bless you. Continue to send in your questions to Amen. straight from the Bible because Pastor Masik, he'll he'll he will be very happy to provide Bible answers for you. Okay. Amen. Yes, we will. Thank you so much. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Isn't that beautiful, Pastor? It is. It's a very beautiful. Thank you very much, the both of you. God bless you. Mm. Uh, uh, do you, you have, have a, a question, question for us today? No. Okay. So we, I guess we lost them. All right. Just a little thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, thank them too. Amen. I, I, you know, thank God. Thank Joy FM. Thank you, Pastor no. <laughs> for to keep keeping it going. The Lord is good. <laughs> the Lord is good. You know, Pastor, I, I, I just want to say along that lines, I've really been blessed, and uh, I, I can definitely agree. It's amazing that the Bible can just become alive, when, and you can see it. Uh, and understand it mm. like never before. And so we're so glad for the program. Praise God. Amen. Okay, here comes another question. A listener is asking, what happens when we start not feeling it in church anymore? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's, you start coming That's to church. That's a great question. You start coming to church. You are learning so much about the Bible. The people are great and everything. But then as time goes on, you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, I will. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read the verse that you've sure. chosen? Well, d- dear friend, I, I'm glad that you brought this question up, and I'm going to read a text in Isaiah. I mean, I'm sorry, in Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seven, and it says this: Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seven. For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. You know. Th- Paul here is saying that, you know, we are walking by faith, and then he uses the example of sight. Mm. Now, sight, of course, is one of our senses. Yeah. So we're not walking so much according to our senses, according to how we feel. We walk by faith in the Word of God and in, in what, in what He has promised. And sometimes the emotions, you know, they'll, they'll like the weather, they'll change. Yeah. And it'll, it can change depending on what you ate, mm. depending on what time you went to bed last night. True. And, but thankfully, God's love for us uh, is steady. Hmm. And whether Amen. you feel it or not, uh, God's love is still there. And, uh, you know, there's a wonderful joy and emotion in uh, the Christian life. But it's I'm thankful that it doesn't comprise the majority right. of the Christian life. Because sometimes you just wake up and it's a blue Monday. You know, the thing about our emotions is that if you change the thoughts, you change the feelings. Mm, yes, indeed. And uh, well, sometimes you you have uh, you, you you don't have uh, the right emotions because you have a stomach ache or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but the point is, is that most of the time our emotions are wrong, our feelings are wrong because of our thought processes. Yes. Let's suppose, just for hypo- hypothetical situation, it's time to go to church. It's the Lord's day, and you think of a person maybe in mm. church that you're that uh, you're not right with. Now you start thinking about that person. 
or any other situation that might be keeping you from church. We need to change our thoughts. And how do we do that? I recommend that you pray. I recommend you talk to God. Amen. I remember, I, I recommend that you lay everything at his feet. I, uh, the devil will do everything to keep us away from the fellowship of the saints. Absolutely. And so you, we need to change the voice that's going on in our head through prayer. Uh, if you need to, search the scriptures for, for, um, for assurances that of uh, God's blessings when you go to church. And uh, in the end, when you're done praying and you're done reading the Bible, exercise your faith mm-hmm. by praising God. Amen. Thank God for church. Thank God for church. Tell God you're looking forward to seeing him, to, to being with him in church. Thank God that you're able to go and be with other believers who believe in Christ as Amen. you do. Thank God for the songs you can sing. Thank God that it's a, a, a privilege to return his tithe and offering yes, to indeed. When you start changing the way you think, then the emotions start to change as well. You, and this is something I, I like to tell people. You can't let your heart lead you. Mm-hmm. The heart is described in the scriptures as deceitfully, I'm sorry, uh, deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And so you can't allow your heart to lead you. You have to lead your heart. Amen. You, by the grace of God, lead your heart and say, I, like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house Amen. of the Lord. And so changing the thoughts will go a long way to changing how you feel about holy things and especially going to church. Amen. Pastor, I was just going to say that exactly. Uh, two things, you know, uh, going to church is wonderful, but I wouldn't depend on one day of the week to mm. make up your spiritual life. You know, wake up every morning and uh, consecrate yourself to God each day. Amen. And you will find that uh, everything else will, will fall into place. And, um, you know, there are some things that do discourage us, and if that may be your situation, and that could be the faults of other people or maybe even our own faults. I want to read you a promise in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, and it says this, For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked man, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Hmm. The greatest secret to a vibrant Christian living is right there. You see, a just person here in the text is falling over and over and over. Hmm. And yet, what's different? He keeps getting up. He keeps getting back up. I know, Pastor, I don't know about you, but there have been times in my Christian walk with Christ. Have there been moments I've wanted to give up? Yes. Oh, of course. And yet, when I've held on and I've pleaded with Christ and I've, I've risen up again, uh, I'm so glad I didn't stay yes, down. Yes, amen. And, and uh, dear brother or sister, don't stay down. And I promise you, your your life will grow by leaps and bounds mm. if you keep on getting up and moving forward with Christ. That's right. Amen. And, you know, um, there were times where uh, it, I noticed that it was a Bible study, a certain Bible study that I had every Monday. There were times where I was like, uh, here I go again. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the Bible study, and afterwards I'm like, oh, I'm so glad yes, I went. indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. So sometimes you have to do it even without the emotion. Exactly. Just do it because... Well, you can't do it out of duty, mm-hmm. um, but you can also simply do it just because you know it's right. Absolutely. And once you do that, then the feelings will be right. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, a past, I know a pastor I once knew described it as kind of like taking vitamins. Yes. You know, you you may not feel the wonderful effects of you know eating uh, vitamin, I mean, taking vitamins or eating you know healthy fruits, and you're not enjoying it. But guess what? 
you're still getting the benefit of it, <laughs> no matter true. what. You're going to get the benefit of it. <laughs> That's true. And so I really, really, we really recommend, um, actually the scriptures says, and do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, together but Amen. all the much more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Now is not the time uh, to say um, less of the family of God. You need, We need more of the family of Amen. God getting together. Amen. And you'll be glad. You'll be glad that you did. You know, it just occurred to me that Jesus, one time he went to church, read the scriptures, preached a little bit, and they tried to throw him over a cliff. Oh. Uh, what would what would it be like if Jesus says, well, pff, never mind about church ever again? Mm. No, but afterwards he continued to Amen. go. Amen. And and here's the thing. We don't go to church because of people. Yes. We don't go to church because of the stained glass windows mm-hmm. or the air condition or even the sermons. We go there because that is God's house. Indeed. And we love him. Focus Absolutely. on God. Focus on God and you'll see that. You'll have plenty of reasons to go. Amen. If you don't, if you, uh, more than those quote unquote reasons not to. Absolutely. And in Hebrews 12, uh, the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm. Uh, don't look to self. Don't look to other people. All right. Look to Christ. You know, we only have a few minutes left. But there is a listener who says, thank, oh, thanking me for all the years. God bless Amen. me and my family. God bless you too. Now, this is my final sign-off, and the questions are all answered, the verses are all read, and we're, I just want to say, for the past 10 years, it's been a blessing for me, possibly even more for me than you, <laughs> because it is born blessed to give than receive. receive. But uh, these past 10 years have always been a wonderful joy for me. Uh, somebody thanked me for my faithfulness, and I said, it's not hard to be faithful when you love doing it. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I'm going to have a last prayer with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Heavenly Lord, thank you very much for the past 10 years of Straight from the Bible. It's going to continue. Pastor Masiqt and others will continue to open the scriptures to find answers to everybody's questions. And I pray a blessing upon this radio program that it will go strong and that more people will know the truth as it is in Jesus Mm -hmm. through this program. But as for me, Lord, as you send me to other places, I pray that I will be faithful wherever I go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so this brings us to the end of Straight from the Bible. We invite you to tune in again next Monday for another time of Straight from the Bible with Pastor Masiqt. This this is Pastor Louis Moffness. And this is Pastor Masiqt at home. Saying goodbye. And God bless you. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.